Davos 2019. This coverage of the Global Conversation on Change is brought to you by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. Maria Ramos, this has been quite a Davos for you. Just just take us through the whole idea of, of branding yourself and, and being so heavily exposed here in this uh, center of the world for a week. You know, Alec, we decided last year when we were doing the brand change uh, that we were going to do a, a a brand change with substance, right? So you'd have seen us do a brand change in South Africa that included the uh, that phenomenal Intel drone show over Johannesburg. Um, and then we came to considering what we would do in Davos. And I've been here many, many, many years, as you well know, so have you, right? And I know from experience that if you really want to have a presence here and you want to be noticed, you have to be on the promenade. And uh, and so we made the decision we needed to be on the promenade. And then the challenge becomes where on the promenade because this is a busy promenade. And all these spaces have been taken up for years by the big players, the international players. And this place came up. And so we took a decision to take it. And if you're going to do things, I'm a great believer, if you do things, you do them well. And uh, and we wanted to have a presence, and we wanted to have a presence for EPSA, but also a, you know, represent Africa and South Africa well. And I think we've done that. I think this has become a home for, for EPSA and for our brand, which is Pan-African and South African which is new and exciting and digital and young and trendy. But we've also become, I hope, been able to welcome South Africa and Africa into the space. And we have everything here. We've got the South African and African sunshine downstairs uh, using technology. And we have... You How did that work? It's technology, actually. So it's, it's light and reflection using light. We've got Ugandan coffee and Kenyan tea and Ghanaian chocolate and fantastic food. But I think importantly, the work that's been done here, the fact that we've had, we had the investment seminar with the president yesterday and a fantastic panel and lots of investors. Uh, and actually, interestingly enough, uh, a lot of people that don't normally attend a South African seminar, there's lots of competing things. Uh, some foreign investors and quite a few of those come through some new investors and sometimes investors that have been in South Africa but have not been around come through yesterday and actually to this I should say also to the South African dinner with SA Brand so a brand SA the night before and South Africa and Brand SA has been a fantastic partner to us as well and today we launched in, we had launched the uh, financial markets index in Bali at the time of the IMF. But because we are and there's such another opportunity to make that visible, uh, to another audience, we launched it again. Uh, we re, you know, we did another launch of it here this morning. Uh, so with this loss, been lots of things happening and I'm just delighted. This is such a fantastic spot. I don't know if there's anyone with better insights outside of Klaus Schwab than yourself about this whole Davos story. And now the South African, the South African story. If you were back at Department of Finance as the DG there many years ago when you had to meet with international investors, given what we've heard this week, how would you be gauging with these guys? 
Well, I think, you know, I've thought a lot. I don't know about the insights, so thanks for that. But I think there's lots of people with very good insights. And, you know, you've been coming here for a long time. One of the things that has given me huge amounts of confidence and certainly has lifted my spirits a lot this year and and feels and it's made me feel I can really go out there with confidence and talk to people has just been the way the president's approached this and led the government team on this because he's gone out there, his message is clear, he's open about the issues. You know, he's he's open about saying that we've had nine last years, nine horrible years. We have to admit that, and we're dealing with that, and we are going through these commissions of inquiry into state capture, and they they are wrenching, but we have to get through it, and we have to hear the truth so that we don't repeat those mistakes. And so we're doing that. And actually, when I talk to, I sit on the International Business Council. Uh, in fact, I chaired it for two years, actually. And when I talk to to colleagues there and to senior C- CEOs and business people from all over the world, and I, and they ask me about South Africa, I can actually say with confidence that, you know, we've been nine tough, difficult, horrible years, but we've got a plan. We're moving in the right direction. And actually, even with these commissions of inquiry, they're public. This is happening on television. There's nothing that's happening that's not being made visible to the public. And so that gives me confidence. I think we there's a lot of work to do. Let's not kid ourselves. But I think we have something to build on. And if I think back when we first started, you know, it's easy to romanticize about it. But it was incredibly hard. We had such a lot to do. We had huge deficits. We had a deeply divided and unequal society. We had uh, we had to actually build from scratch. You know, we didn't have a treasury. We had to build it. In fact, the governor this morning, yeah, in the launch of the financial markets index, reminded reminded me of the fact that we had to actually separate out the funding that the central bank was doing the reserve bank was doing because you know the central bank did all the borrowing so you didn't know what it was doing on behalf of the government and on its own behalf for monetary policy purposes we had to build capital markets almost from scratch and we did that uh, we, you know, we built the treasury. We built the revenue services. It was a huge amount of hard work. I think probably the, the sad thing is that we spent nine years trying to destroy some of these institutions. Now we have to rebuild them. And and you're not talking after the fact. Uh, I remember being in a small mm-hmm. dinner with you nine years ago or 10 years ago just at that time and I won't say you forecast it all but you did express disappointment at what was going to happen then yes absolutely and I thought I really did think at the time that we you know that we were heading in into some very turbulent times and actually I remember when I first joined EPSA you know in (laughs) I can't remember one of the one of the analysts. It was the beginning of the financial crisis as well, and one of the analysts saying, "Well, 
what do you think is going to happen and how do you think how long do you think it's going to last both in relation to financial crisis and to what was going on in South Africa and I remember saying we are in for a very tough decade and this individual turning around and saying oh you know you're just too pessimistic I don't think you understand the situation and I thought you know that's fine (laughs) so while you clearly have more knowledge than I do and of course it is exact. You know, sometimes you, you you you've been around the block. You can see things happening. You know what it means to destroy institutions, and I think we haven't completely destroyed them. We, you know, we've got some fun, phenomenal institutions in our country. We have a phenomenal central bank. We cannot, you know, the Reserve Bank is a pillar and an institution that we absolutely have to preserve. Monetary policy is fundamental. We've got a treasury that works. It needs to be held together. I think our our judicial system, when I talk to people across the world, they they look at us in awe and say, well, the the fact that your judicial system works as well as that is fantastic. And these are not just people in emerging markets. These are also people in developed countries. So we've got a lot of things going for us. and, And that's why I have confidence when I sit here this year, and I look at what we've achieved, and I look at also, you know, it's easy to get gloomy, but, you know, the president set out a, a work program, and whether it was the job summit, the investment summit, these commissions of inquiry, um, the state-owned enterprises, I mean, ESCOM, you know, this this group of people is put together, the changes in the in the boards, the advisory committee made up of some really some of the most senior and savvy people this is these are all things that are worthwhile you know thinking about and taking the boxes on maria the the there is a a, a lot of counter forces uh, in fact Songeso and I were talking about it beforehand how Twitter is now being hijacked by people with their own agendas but one of the really strong stories that is coming through is that this is all the president is just playing nice and that after the election he's going to change now you've known him for a long 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 time you know i politics is politics right and i i've never really played politics like that i think i have always known president ramaphosa as somebody of integrity of his word somebody who does what needs to be done and holds to his word and I have to you know I have to think about the commitments he made under some very tough circumstances in the course of last year and how he's delivered to those commitments and uh, you know and I I think we I think that's what we must go on I have never known him to do anything else I mean in all the years I've known him I have uh, and there are other people who know him even better but I've always you know I've always believed that you know he's a person of his word and he's a person of deep integrity so I feel like I think the country I feel like the country is in really good hands and as I say he, he went up in the state of the nation address last year when he took uh, or when he took over he set out a program of work and under some incredibly tough circumstances, you know, and also the country had a very difficult 
uh, growth uh, trajectory. And, you know, in those circumstances, it's easy to be tempted to change course, right? He's stuck to the commitments he made. And I th- I really think there's always going to be countervailing forces and, of course, social media and if there's an election coming up. But I, I, I really think, you know, he's delivered on what he said he was going to deliver on. And I, I believe that his, his commitment is the interests of the country and the interests of South Africans and a commitment to to doing the best by growth and sustainable growth and jobs and a deep commitment to young people. I've never heard him say anything else. Talking about young people, here you are in Davos, CEO of a bank that has a substantial presence, now South African owned again, and you started off as a bank clerk. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, anybody, I always feel that, you know, if you've got... um, aspiration and you've got commitment and hard work those are essential I I do think though that we have to be we also need to understand that we have to create the opportunities for young people, our country is replete with talent uh, our job actually is to create the space for that talent to flourish and to and to grow and to create those opportunities I I did have to work very very hard but not everybody should have to do the same thing mm. and uh, I think that I can also say that you can't get there without hard work uh, I think that's important you know you can't walk into a place and expect somebody to do things for you but it has to be that combination between hard work an opportunity and I had lots of those opportunities too I shouldn't pretend I didn't I did but I I think we need to create the space for, for people for young people to to feel that they have the opportunity that they can be the best that they can be that they they can fulfill their dreams and you'll see that as an organization our deep commitment is in the in the field of education, we have put hundreds of millions of rand into education. We have put thousands of young people through university and college. We are putting hundreds of people uh, through uh, uh, through programs on coding. We're taking kids from school uh, and we're teaching them coding. Uh, we've set up academies with universities so that we can train people with cyber skills because we know that that's kind of the cutting edge. If you know, we're talking about the knowledge economy and the fourth industrial revolution, but you know, with that comes a, a new set of risks around cyber and data protection. And actually, the world is short of those kinds of professionals. So we've partnered with UCT to develop a program of, uh, on cyber. And so uh, we're putting, you know, people through that. Exciting time in, in many ways, but, yeah. but for EPSA in particular, now that you are South African-owned, now that you have made Africa your, your, your home, mm-hmm. how, how's it going to change on, a, uh, on your strat sessions and, and, and the way you look at, at so life? So we're doing all of this, not just for South Africans, right? So for our, our, all our programs... Uh, take in young people from across the continent 
So our bursary programs uh, take in uh, young people from South Africa, but from all the countries we have a presence in. Uh, our cyber program, although it's UCT-based, uh, we are uh, when we recruit, we can we recruit. This is going to be this is the second intake, and we will be uh, in this intake. And going forward, increasingly so, be looking for uh, people from across the continent. So we've got a very specific uh, approach where we don't look at just at South Africa, but we look at people across the continent as well. So that's really primarily the way we approach this. In the way we think about our business, I mean, if I we've launched a Facebook Workplace. Uh, so when I, all our colleagues are linked across the continent on that. So when I, that, if that being a cell phone. That being a cell phone, exactly. That being a cell phone. So everybody's online. And I suppose on Facebook, when I post something from Davos, everybody can see it simultaneously. If I do a town hall, I, I can do it, uh, to everybody. And I'm talking to colleagues all over the country all over the continent into each one of our businesses. Has the, has the divorce gone amicably? Yes. I, look, I think we did the fantastic settlement with PRC. It was a very friendly settlement, but I think a very, uh, a very good settlement for us as well. I mean, uh, you all know that PRC has uh, paid, contributed, settled with us on a, a billion dollars, which we, we, we got uh, at the time uh, to, uh, to pay for the separation, for separation uh, that we needed in order to do the separation of, of systems and the brand change across the continent. And it, looking back, and I know it wasn't really, you didn't drive it this way, but it, the timing was opportune. Well, I think PLC had made the choice at the time uh, in 2016, uh, early 2016. Frankly, it was took us by surprise. That wasn't, you know, separating from PLC wasn't our choice. It was their choice. But, you know, when these things happen, they happen. And so you sit there, you, it wasn't, wasn't something we, we were anticipating. But, you know, you've got a big organization to run and you... With every with everything like this that happens, you the thing that my mind immediately goes to is okay. So it's happened. Let's get on with it. What are the opportunities that emerge from it? And I th- I fundamentally believe that we are a better and stronger organization with greater opportunities as a consequence of it. You know, I I think actually probably as a subsidiary of PLC, we lost that confidence you know when you're a subsidiary of a very large organiza- global organization you are a subsidiary of an organization uh, and so although we were always a big bank I think you lose that sense of yourself and a bit I think an identity I think what's happened since we became a self-standing organization and more so now I think what you ha- what we have is that that confidence back. I think the the APSA now, the APSA with the new identity 
a new business model, a new strategy, absolutely on the high street, on the promenade of Davos. If I talk to colleagues across the length and the breadth of our business, all 42,000 of us is a business that is very proud of confident, not arrogant, because I think arrogance is not the right thing, but a confident business. I think actually confidence is also what you saw in the South African team. Team SA this year was a confident team. And I think it was a confident team because between the government team led by the president and the business team that was here from South Africa, there was that sense of we are together to bat for SA, Inc. And I think confidence is a is the magic ingredient, actually. There's a lot of things that need to happen. But if you don't have the confidence, and with confidence comes trust. If you don't trust, you can't build confidence. Lots of things that you need to do, no doubt. But you need to have confidence. And I think sometimes we underestimate the importance of confidence. Davos 2019. This coverage of the Global Conversation on Change is brought to you by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes.